Hello, Kansas City. Welcome to Protecting Your Retirement. I am Joy Peterson along with Don Wales, and we're here every weekend to help you navigate a successful retirement journey. Happy holidays and a Merry Christmas, Don. Merry Christmas to you and happy holidays and a happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends mm-hmm. who observe. That one's an easy one for me to remember. And not only did I grow up you know, in the New York area where we had a, a whole lot of every religion you could think of and every political party and ethnic that you could think of, we had a lot of Jewish people around us in our community. The Hanukkah was probably the only uh, significant Jewish holiday that I could ever remember when it comes, because it is so close you know, to uh, a celebration of Christmas. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's right around the corner, too. We've still got business we have to do before we get there. It's a very busy time of the year, though. And if you're listening and you're among the people lucky enough to have to take out required minimum distributions from your qualified plans, IRAs, or 401s, you need to act really, really soon. Oh my goodness, you probably need to make a direct phone call to them and see if they can still do it because a yeah. lot of them have already passed that date. A lot of the trustees have, right, of they when just they don't will... have the time or the staff to take care of getting that out to you if you haven't already given the instruction. Right. They're trying to get their end of the year stuff done as well. But, uh, you know, one of the traditions that my kids do with their grandma, my mom, they make Christmas cookies every year. Okay. And it is my grandmother, so their great-grandmother's sugar cookie recipe. So how is that different? I don't know. I mean, it's probably just a standard sugar cookie recipe, but it was Uh what my grandmother made with us every single year. Now, she made cookies all year round. Okay. There were always cookies in my grandma's mm-hmm. kitchen. We don't do it all year round, but my mom has continued mm-hmm. the tradition with her grandkids, mm-hmm. and they make sugar cookies and all the different, um, you know, reindeer and Santa Claus uh-huh. and angels and all that kind of stuff. And then they spend the day decorating mm-hmm. them as well. And that's one of the traditions that we're trying to fit in before yeah. actually Christmas Day. It's getting kind of tough. Yeah, we've. Uh gotten the kits for making gingerbread houses several years when my children were little. I just saw a group of pictures. Actually, I shared them with Joy Mm -hmm. with my grandchildren who are, well, the little girls are twins. They're going to turn four in February. And then the boys are uh, six and eight. They were all putting together their little, they had really little gingerbread houses. I mean, the things are probably only maybe four inch square, but I had an aunt Marjorie that would bring us a kit or the ingredients, not every year, but once in a while. And these things are like a huge, I mean, they were bigger than a birdhouse, mm-hmm. you know, that you put together and put on all the icing and the gumdrops and all that. Now, I know you don't watch these things as much as I do, but do you ever watch any of the cooking shows and the baking no. shows and Food Network? No. They have a couple of them that they make these just incredible. It's like a whole contest of gingerbread. And I don't want to say houses because these are mm. far beyond. Houses. Or- yeah, I mean, you, you name it. They've made it out of gingerbread, and it always mm. kind of amazes me. I'm lucky that if I do a cookie cutter that it actually ends up looking like, like the shape of a cookie cutter. <laughs> right? So sometimes they're just more blobs than anything else. You I'm know, not real good at it. I think down at my cabin there are some of those cookie cutters. Do you call it a mold or whatever that you mm-hmm. stamp them out with? Yeah. And I don't believe that in the 16 years I've owned the place we've ever used them. They, I think they would add Now you I have a project. You've yeah. got a project. You'll need right. to take all the kids down there and <laughs> bake some cookies. Okay. <laughs> The kids know how to bake cookies, I know. Uh I know my kids do, and I couldn't bet that the older the grandkids 
are already uh, doing that. My daughter's starting to get into cooking and baking on her own. Did mm. I show you pictures of the uh, brownie gnomes that she made? No. That sounds, <laughs> sounds cute. They were little, like, bite-sized brownies, uh-huh. and she used strawberries for the hat. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then icing to make the little beards, and then we found cool. these little, they're like little pink BB sprinkles yeah. for the little noses. So okay. they looked like gnomes. <laughs> okay. Very good. That was a lot now of fun. make them little gingerbread houses and put them out in the woods. We Somewhere. haven't done gingerbread for a while. Maybe we'll have to try yeah. that this year. So did you have any traditions or anything that really stood out about the holidays that you remember that kind of bring those warm yeah. fuzzies back? Once in a while, we would go into New York City, which we lived about 30 miles out of the mm-hmm. city, uh, see the uh, Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Oh, neat. Which is kind of, I'm going to say it's the official tree of Manhattan, mm-hmm. you know, New York City, and then go to Times Square. My dad would bring home, when he worked in a city, a New York City, he would bring home a, a really big box of ribbon candy. That kind of, I think, went totally out of popularity for a long time. When my children were little, I looked around for it, and someone told me, oh, go down to Hall's at Crown Center, and they have it. And they did, and mm-hmm. I bought it, and they tasted it. And I'm not sure they're really enthused about it, but I have bought some to... Uh, share with them this year, well, they can share it with me. And a couple of years ago, I had it uh, since my kids have grown up. We'll see if we can get that tradition uh, restarted in the the Wales uh, Christmas. That's pretty cool. Well, I kind of bring this up because there are certain things that become kind of a part of you. You know, you've done them for so long, and they're kind of your core... I don't want to say necessarily values, but there are traditions and values Mm. that you take into other parts of your life. Sure. And we've got some pretty strong ones when it comes to protecting your retirement. And I just wanted Mm. to take a moment to talk about what are some of the core values at protecting your retirement? In our company, protecting your retirement, I think uh, probably number one core value is that anything less than 100% ethical behavior is not acceptable. I get a little bit amused over the last several years, and I'm going back probably almost a decade, that regulators, insurance companies, marketing organizations within the insurance industry have really kind of doubled down on honesty and ethics. We're required to take about three hours of ethics continuing education every other year, and they're talking about fiduciary responsibilities, best interests of the clients, and so forth. Well, I believe that our honesty, our ethical practices, talking about the people here at Protecting Your Retirement, as well as at our various marketing organizations. And companies we work with. Yeah, they come naturally as we're raised in families with strong values So when all of this comes around about what's in the best interest of your client, what is ethical, what are we now required to do, we did not need to make any changes when governments, professional associations, or insurers from time to time adopted written or required ethical standards. We read through them and said, okay, they're requiring that now. 
We've done it all along. We've done it all along. And those things so, are, are non-negotiable. I mean, right. even it's with just, the clients we work with, if somebody came in and was like, hey, I've got this idea, I want to try to tweak the system or, (laughs) and I know you you ran into that with your accounting practice when you were still doing that. Yeah. And we will not work with people, whether it's through the companies we work with or the clients that come in who we don't feel are acting responsibly or ethically. Right. I did own an accounting service that this business actually kind of morphed out of it, but we prepared about 1,200 tax returns a year. In the beginning, the very first year I had it, uh, we did 141 tax returns and barely broke even. To turn away a client uh, was hard, but we did. And when we got a much larger business and uh, much more profitable, we just did the same thing. If someone wanted to tell us that they rented out homes or apartments and if they got cash, they didn't report it, I said, well, sorry, we're not going to complete this return. And don't expect an appointment next year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's not unusual. But within the business we're in now, uh, there's really not a lot of ways to, as Joyce says, tweak the system. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if a a marketer or someone for a company tries to get us to do something that isn't right, usually comes into suitability. We're just not going to do it. Right. Even Um, if it just gave us a weird feeling. And there's mm -hmm. been a couple of times where it's not so much that it's unethical, but we don't believe it's in the best interest of our clients. Um, We had somebody who we really felt was having some issues with maybe some dementia, maybe some um, things along those lines. And when they wanted to do a new policy, we just couldn't do it because we didn't feel it was in their best interest. Right. And attention to the needs of our clients and others with similar needs of our clients, I mean, people that are not our clients, I guess, where we may be of assistance, we're always going to do that. Someone, a client has a friend that has a question or a problem, and they think that our expertise may be helpful, but they pretty well know that person with a problem is not going to become our client. We will still talk to them. We'll talk to them until the cows come home. Mm-hmm. I learned that once I've been in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not, I don't, anyway. Where were the cows before they came home? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, we're going to teach and educate people, sharing the knowledge that we have that we know helps people succeed in financial and retirement matters. So, again, number one, anything less than 100% Ethical behavior is not acceptable. Yeah, we belong to the Better Business Bureau. We got an A-plus rating. We belong to the uh, National National Ethics Association. And we have never, ever had a complaint to an insurance company, to a regulator about the uh, way we behave. Mm -hmm. We look at some others in the same occupation as we are, and a lot of times when I hear someone new, I'll look up their uh, record with FINRA or broker check, find out they're just dirty as can be, mm-hmm. but they're still in business. So that, that's number one as far as uh, our core values. Well, Don, when we come back, I want to talk about some of the services we offer and not only what we do now, but kind of where we see the business going and what our goals are. Because I think that's important, you know. Mm-hmm. I know you're planning to stick around forever. And you know what? We've actually, we're going to talk about people who are delaying retirement. That's coming up a little later in the show. Every <laughs> time we say something. It. I'm no, just not doing You're just it. not going to do it. <laughs> 
Well, that's all going to be coming up here in just a moment. Our phone number is 913-648-2700. Our website, protectingyourretirement.com. Do you have income guaranteed for the rest of your life? Don't stop work without it. Call Protecting Your Retirement today, 913-648-2700. Check us out on Facebook and at protectingyourretirement.com. If you're not driving, look deeply into a mirror and imagine what you will look like at age 100. (laughs) Oh my. Well, it's not really important how you'll look. The important thing is, how will your money look? The money you set aside for retirement, how will it look? Or will Piggy be a little on the thin side? Do you have enough money after retirement to live for 30 or more years? Sounds like you need a retirement income strategy. May I suggest protecting your retirement? Don Wells will provide a guaranteed retirement income strategy, which incorporates insurance and annuity options to create opportunities for long-term growth as well as guarantee income throughout your retirement. Think about that for a moment. Income throughout your retirement. Call Protecting Your Retirement at 913-648-2700 online at protectingyourretirement.com. Thank you for making Protecting Your Retirement a part of your weekend. I am Joy Peterson along with Don Wales, and our phone number is 913-648-2700, our website, protectingyourretirement.com. Don, at the very beginning of the show, we were talking about it being the Christmas season and stuff and traditions. Mm-hmm. And in past years, I had the opportunity to work with the Kansas City Repertory Theater on A Christmas Carol. Okay. And that's probably one of Kansas City's, in my opinion, finest oh, traditions yeah. when it comes to the holidays. If you've never seen it, you need to go to the Repertory Theater and see A Christmas Carol. If you have seen it, you need to go again because sure. I've every been there more than once. yeah, every year they make it a little different and uh, add a little. I mean, the story stays the same, but mm-hmm. they add nuances to it every single year with new directors and new casts. And we work in finances, mm-hmm. and I think you and I are probably the farthest from Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us are ever in a bah humbug, I guess, kind of mood. You know, we have a, right. a, a very happy, and I don't, no pun intended with my name, of course, but we have a very happy outlook, especially when it comes to helping people with retirement. Yeah. So in the services that we provide, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the services that we provide at Protecting Your Retirement and what our goals actually are as a company. Yeah. One thing is we will never forget who owns and who has a right to make decisions pertaining to their money. If you deposit money into the financial choices we present to you, we do not say, okay, we have Mr. Jones's money. We don't. Mr. Jones owns that money. So we'll never stop serving our clients' needs, including the needs of their family and beneficiaries. We have clients that are older and number of them pass on every year. We're right there, you know, for the family and the beneficiaries. We assist clients in preparing retirement income plans. Usually the focus is on protecting, growing, and enjoying their retirement assets. And we do it by recommending financial choices and strategies that do not involve stock market risk. 
The uh, choices we present are insured by highly regulated life insurance companies. We frequently, if you listen to our show, we frequently recommend the use of fixed and fixed index annuities. We recommend the use of long-term care insurance where it's appropriate. Sometimes we get into life insurance field. We always try to recommend every client as a unique individual, and the recommendations we make match the unique needs of the people we serve. We are unique in that we recognize every client as being unique, everyone has unique needs, and we try to uh, come up with a unique solution for those. So unique, 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 okay? <laughs> Another area where I guess we're unique or contrary or whatever, we don't charge fees. We don't require a minimum amount of wealth that you must have to access our professional services. And the commissions we earn when you follow our recommendations do not diminish the value of your contracts. Maybe that's it in a nutshell. Maybe it's a long nutshell. Would that be like a walnut? Are those the biggest ones? Or no, what are those Brazil you know, nut things? You get them I'm in all sure. the, the mixes this time of year. I have walnut trees on my property. Uh-huh. I didn't put them down. I'm not sure if anyone planted them. I think they're native. And they do drop you know, nuts. Some of them the squirrels don't get. I think they may be at most about an inch, inch and a half. But I have seen much larger ones. And maybe my trees just aren't. One of them, a couple of them are pretty big. You can't wrap your arms around them. But maybe they have to uh, get older or more healthy or have some spray or something put them on. I, don't know, but I might be a little nuts, coconut. but I don't know. Well, but is that technically a nut? The last three letters are in UT. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you were talking about how, you know, we always remember that it's our clients' money. And we can help them if they ask for our advice when it comes to making financial choices. But the kind of products that we work with, there's not really a conflict of interest if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I need to take money out of my account. We're going to tell you, you know, are there any surrender fees? What are the Mm. tax implications? What are some of your other options? Let's look at this. Let's figure it out. But Mm -hmm. we've heard from some of our clients where their quote unquote advisor is saying, no, 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 don't touch that money. And you've got to ask, is that really for the client's best interest or for theirs? Yeah. And charging a fee to manage money based on the level of the client's assets that you're either managing or mismanaging. I believe it might have started right here in Overland Park with the company that was formerly known as Mutual Fund Store. And they, uh, instead of charging commissions on trades of mutual funds, they said, we'll just charge you an annual fee based on the value of your account. Goes up, we'll get a higher fee. Goes down, uh, lesser fee. And I think that that sounded good, you know, to clients, and it was very successful, and I think it spread way beyond the mutual fund industry into financial planning and uh, registered investment advisors and so forth, that they have a fee-based structure. Well, the part that sounds good is that, you know, the more you have assets under management with us, the more the fee. If the assets under management decline, you have a lesser fee. Well, the percentage Um, stays the same, though, usually. The percentage stays the same, but also, let us say that you're building wealth and things are going well and, you know, your money is going up, your fee is going up, your fee is only maybe 1% or 2% or so of the amount of wealth, and you don't think about it if you do that 10 or 20 years, they now have 10 to 40% of your money on this side of the ledger. But anyhow, when you get ready to 
take money out. Maybe you want to do a year of travel or upgrade the house or buy the newest type of Formica now countertops uh, coming back around, I heard. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, so you go to your financial quote-unquote advisor, say, hey, I want to withdraw, you know, thirty, forty thousand. we're going to do this or that. And they just start searching all over, asking you questions about where else you can get the money. Because if you take it out of the accounts they are watching for you, then, you know, that costs them. So I think there's a conflict there. We hear about it. I'm not sure most of our people have the kind of the nerve or the personality that I do. But if that were feedback I got, I'd probably get a little bit stern. When we get calls from people who have both assets in the market, maybe they have mutual funds or investments with a broker-dealer that are qualified, your IRA-type assets, and they also have annuities, which are IRAs, and it comes time for them to take out their required minimum distributions or even to want to set up an income stream off of their assets. They'll talk to their other financial advisors that are fee-based, and they'll say, well, why don't you talk to uh, Wales, the guy you got the, the annuities with, see what he can do for you. Well, we can do for you. We can get the money out, and it's very easy to do. But what we're really doing is maybe taking money out of something that is growing better than the assets over a Joe financial planner and can also be converted into a guaranteed lifetime income at some point, whereas the assets at Joe Financial Planner's shop may not. So the more you diminish those assets, the less money Joe makes, and you're giving up some maybe valuable opportunities. How does this all affect Joy and I? Well, here's the truth. We get paid commissions at the beginning of your deciding on a annuity, a long-term care policy, or life insurance. We do not get charged back. We don't have to give back those commissions or pay anything when you take money out. So when you come to us and say, hey, it's time for me to take this out, maybe we've got a big emergency or want to do this or that, there might be a surrender charge if you take too much too soon. That does not affect us. We got paid back at the beginning. We're uh, kind of sworn to serve you even beyond your demise. And, And we do that. We do it happily. We're not going to give you resistance. We have no conflict of interest if you withdraw money from an annuity or some other type of contract you have with us. Well, that being said, we do want to look out for the best interests of our clients. And we've had times where, not that we ever forget whose money it is and it's theirs to spend, but as somebody who's helping plan people's financial future, there have been times where people have come to us And maybe they're using their annuity as a checkbook instead of as a long-term planning. And we might say to them, look, you set this up to provide Mm -hmm. income down the road. If you keep tapping into it, you're not going to have that income that you were prepared, you know, that we're trying to set up for you later on. And we get some blowback from that sometimes. But I swear to you, we're doing it out of the goodness of our heart from the standpoint we want you to be financially successful down the road. And we tell people at that moment, when those discussions come up, that you're taking money out, even if it has a surrender charge, does not hurt us. It doesn't do anything whatsoever to our income. If we try to offer alternatives or some other way of coming up with money, including borrowing in some cases, it might be less of a pain long term Mm -hmm. than 
uh, breaking into a contract that was specifically designed to provide income or legacy in the long term. Mm -hmm. Well, we want everybody to have that successful retirement journey. And sometimes, unfortunately, those have some very hard and difficult conversations <laughs> that we have to have. But we're going to keep it real. We're going to well, tell you the truth. We, we had a client that I was a little more hard on that client because they repeatedly took out very large sums of money mm-hmm. that we knew was going to either diminish or destroy the income purpose of the contracts. And uh, so the client decided when they needed uh, wanted money or had some you know reason to take it out that they wouldn't a- wouldn't talk to me i might answer the <laughs> phone but they say let me talk to joy <laughs> and as if she's going to be easier on them well i was easy for a while and then we had to have some hard conversations but honestly we do remember that it is your money we want you to have a successful retirement journey our phone number is 913-648-2700 our website protectingyourretirement.com When we come back, I want to talk about what scares people when it comes to retirement. And you know what? Honestly, there's a lot out there right now. When you turn on the radio or the TV or you look online, there's a lot of scary things out there. We're going to talk about that and tell you some solutions coming up next on Protecting Your Retirement. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring. Welcome back to Protecting Your Retirement. I am Joy Peterson along with Don Wales and our phone number is 913-648-2700. Our website, protectingyourretirement.com. Back to A Christmas Carol from the Kansas City Repertory Theater. The first Uh time I took my kids to see it, they didn't really know what to expect. They were pretty young. And the ghost, Marley, when he came up, they kind of shot him out of the floor. And there was this thunder and lightning. And both of my kids were in my lap all of a sudden. (laughs) You know, but that part of it, there's some really scary things when you think of the story. I mean, Mm. these are, I don't want to say they're evil ghosts, because I don't think they're evil. They're there to teach a very valuable lesson. Mm -hmm. But they're scary. That's the whole point of the story. Mm -hmm. When it comes to retirement, there are some really scary things out there. Now, some of those definitely are evil. I mean, you've got people who are trying to scam folks out of their money. There's all kinds of, like every day you hear of a new scam that's running around. And I think the newest one maybe even more money disappeared under this guy than did Bernie Madoff. Oh, the guy with the cryptocurrency, yeah, right. the FTX or whatever the yeah. case may be. Yeah, that's, that's some really scary there things. There are some scary things. Yeah, there. but there's these specters that kind of loom over us. And one of those mm-hmm. being what's going on with our retirement assets. We just read an article. Matter of fact, I only found it yesterday. The headline is, quote, terrified Nearly half of investors are checking their retirement balance three times a week. Most investors who are not retired say they are terrified, that's the actual language, about their long-term and post-retirement financial futures. That was 51% in today's volatile market. And if you do check it that often, one day it's up, one day it's down, and Mm -hmm. and so forth. It can cause a lot of anxiety. And the habit is more common among women than men, 53% versus 34%. That's a pretty wide gap. Even though men are slightly more likely to say they are, quote, terrified about their long-term financial futures than women. 55% of men terrified, only 49% of women, uh, respectively. Yeah, I read that and I said, you know, none of that stuff is really necessary because we have ways to fight terrorism. 
when it comes protecting to your retirement. Yeah, that type of it. Yeah. If, if volatility in the market is causing terror, we have solutions. If the fear of a market misbehavior is in your uh, mind, we have the solutions. I've got a quote from a president of a very large financial company. And his quote is, as the holiday season approaches, it may be best to take a break from obsessively checking retirement balances. This can cause self-induced anxiety, which can lead to short-sighted emotional decisions. It's a habit that is unlikely to serve a constructive purpose at a time when we'd all like to be focused on recharging our batteries and being with the people we care about. In other words, what he's saying is, eh, forget about the uh, retirement, the volatility, smile, have a good day. Mm -hmm. But he goes on to say, have a conversation with your advisor or financial professional. Well, this guy's a president of a company that is totally focused on equity, managing money, either for fee, commissions, or whatever. What he's suggesting is revisit your plan. Don't make any moves when the market is volatile. And I wrote notes to myself next to his quote, and I put B period, S period quote. (laughs) You can figure out. And maybe a visit or a call to protecting your retirement, because we know how to stop the bleeding in your account. We know how to grow your assets safely in a fixed annuity, a fixed index annuity, whatever meets your needs. From then on, the portion of your money that you direct You make the decision, uh, like so many else have, to get into the safety of fixed annuities. That part of your money is never going down except when you take a withdrawal Mm -hmm. of a portion of it. We have the solution. We can fight the terror. I see his point of saying, Mm -hmm. you know, just take a break. Don't be focused on this right now because the people who are checking it obsessively, like I said, an obsession, you know, they've got to kind of constantly look at it, even though they have no control over it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that part I get, but what he's not giving you is the solution. It's one thing to say, oh, just forget about it for now. Take a break. It's another thing to say, no, let's find a solution so you don't have to worry about it. So you don't have to have stress over it. So you aren't causing anxiety by checking it every single day. He's not giving that solution. And that's where protecting your retirement can do that. There's a company that we, one of the ones that we work with who says we provide sleep insurance. You can sleep at night. You can sleep at night. We've got your money safe. Your money safe. Yeah. And we've seen that from several of our clients that we've been meeting in the last couple of months. Yes, the markets are down. Did they make money in their fixed indexed annuities? No. Did they lose money in their fixed indexed annuities? No. no. They didn't lose anything. And we sat right here with a couple and they yeah. said, you know what? I'm just so happy. I don't have to worry about losing my money. And no. you could see the relief on their face. Yeah, and we looked at, you know, they had some annuities that were five years running. And in some of those years, they made, you know, nominal to very good amounts of money. This past year, past 12 months, actually, the market volatility has left the indexes lower than their starting points for that 12-month period. And so they're not getting any interest credit or some of the contracts have a minimal amount of interest they do earn Mm -hmm. come hell or high water. We've had a couple uh, really good experiences lately doing annual reviews for our clients saying, hey, look, all of the indexes were down. We're not going to jack around with them and say, let's put more over here or less over here because they're all down. You know, let's just not make any major adjustments and 
hope that there is a market recovery Mm -hmm. at some time. Talking about market recovery, let's just real briefly before we take a break for the next segment, talk about that annual reset. Because you had said that the index was lower this year than it was last year. So they get to reset at that low point. So if there is a recovery, they'll gain more interest. Yeah. And myself, I have a really splendid example of this. I set up a fixed index annuity in 2007. And I put in an amount of money that I was allowed to. It's in my uh, SEP IRA account. And I still have it, and I've never taken a dime out of it. That was in uh, early 2007. And then near the end of 2007, the market indexes that I was tracking were wiggling a little bit downward. Well, in 2008, they didn't wiggle downward. They went. They went. And uh, the market indexes went down, I think, about 40 50%. A great big downturn, market misbehavior. The annual report I got, the very first one, didn't show anything earned in interest, but nothing was lost. But because of annual reset, that's a feature in all fixed index annuities, my starting point to track the market indexes for the following 12 months was where those indexes landed at the bottom. The S&P in particular, when I went in, it was at about 1,400. It ended up in the um, 800 range. So that was a big drop, but I started the next year at that 800-something, and by golly, it got up to the mid-1100. Remember now, it was at 14. It didn't get back up there yet, but going from the 8-something to the 1100, that ended up getting me a 23.6% interest rate for that 12-month period. So if I looked at it, okay, I got zero, you know, the first year to contract, 23.6 the second year. That, to me, comes out to be over 12% if I average just those two numbers. Right now, we have a lot of people with fixed index annuities. The market index starting points for the year going forward are low. And so if there is a recovery, they're going to be pretty happy with the next couple of years. And I'm not saying it's going to start now. Schiller made a comment yesterday, a famed economist. He thinks it could go down another 20%. There's others arguing with them and saying that it's really near the bottom now, but we just don't know. We don't predict. And we don't have to because the people (laughs) that have money in their fixed index annuities, they can sleep at night because they know they're not going to lose any money because it's now safe. And the people in the guaranteed rate annuities, which is the other major part of fixed annuities, they have guaranteed rates no matter what. Mm-hmm. Those multi-year guaranteed annuities, those are the ones that have a set interest rate. What are we seeing now? Let's say on a three and five year, just, I know I'm, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here because you probably didn't check them right before we did this show. I did but not. Just recently when you've been looking over multi-year guaranteed annuities, what's kind of the average for a three and five year multi-year guaranteed annuity? 4% to about 5.2. That's guaranteed for three to five years. Most of them compound at the rates we quote. You can do whatever you want with it at the end of mm-hmm. that period. You, some of them, you can draw off the interest every year. It's not a smart thing to do because it ruins uh, the, the miracle of compounded yeah. interest. You know, something I want to point out, too, and we don't do this near often enough, the sales or the uh, entry into fixed annuities is going up rapidly, very rapidly. Now, that's not warning you. We do not have a supply chain problem, mm-hmm. okay? The insurance companies we're working with will take the money. They might have a limit on individual uh, product maximums, 
All of that money going into fixed annuities is individual decisions by individual citizens or permanent residents within the United States. It's not group activity, group therapy. It's not employers putting money into fixed annuities. It's individual people who are saying, I'm either tired of the market or I want to get started towards a retirement program or you know any number of reasons. I don't like the bank rates. I don't like gimmicks where I see a newspaper ad with a high interest rate for a CD, which means I also have to have a bank account and so many deposits and so many automatic debits a month, and it's only good for six months mm-hmm. or 90 days. And so we don't have any small print on our advertising or in our brochures. We have guarantees. You were talking about the people who don't like the gimmicks and they don't like the guesses and things like that. We talked to somebody just recently who... I don't know if I agree about their view on what the market will or will not do. That's that's up to them. That's fine. But their thought was, you know what? I'm going to take my money. I'm going to put it into a three-year, multi-year guaranteed annuity at a guaranteed rate. And then in three years, I'm going to look and see what the market does. And remember, annuities are backed up and guaranteed by the insurance companies that issue them. The insurance companies we work with are rated in the A range. These companies are regulated. They're required to hold the majority of the money in reserve, so we're allowed to call it safe money. If that's something that you might be interested in, our phone number is 913-648-2700, our website, protectingyourretirement.com. I think sometimes the reason that people are so scared of what's going on and they're constantly checking their accounts and stuff is because they really don't know enough about what's going on. We're going to talk about that and and where we see the education part of protecting your retirement when it comes to your retirement plan. We'll talk about it next on Protecting Your Retirement. If you're not driving, look deeply into a mirror and imagine what you will look like at age 100. (laughs) Oh, my. Well... It's not really important how you'll look. The important thing is, how will your money look? The money you set aside for retirement, how will it look? Or will Piggy be a little on the thin side? Do you have enough money after retirement to live for 30 or more years? Sounds like you need a retirement income strategy. May I suggest protecting your retirement? Don Wells will provide a guaranteed retirement income strategy, which incorporates insurance and annuity options to create opportunities for long-term growth as well as guarantee income throughout your retirement. Think about that for a moment. Income throughout your retirement. Call Protecting Your Retirement at 913-648-2700 online at protectingyourretirement.com. Do you have income guaranteed for the rest of your life? Don't stop work without it. Call Protecting Your Retirement today, 913-648-2700. Check us out on Facebook and at protectingyourretirement.com. This is Protecting Your Retirement. I am Joy Peterson along with Don Wales and our phone number is 913-648-2700. Our website, protectingyourretirement.com. And you can go to our website and pick out a time that works for you and come in and meet with us. We're happy to help everybody have that successful retirement journey. But it seems like that retirement part of the journey for a lot of people is getting further and further away instead of getting closer. Yeah, the number of men and women 
with near-term retirement plans is extremely low right now. Only 2% of men and 1% of women plan to retire within the next five years, and women at 44%, more likely than men, 28%, to agree that signs of inflation and recession have made them rethink where they can retire and when they can retire. That's interesting. I was reading another article, too, that was talking about the number of people who plan on working through their retirement. And there's a few companies that offer, what's the word, where they start to taper off. Right? Just gradually. Gradual retirement. Exactly. And then, and then yeah, and then full retirement. But most companies don't offer that. It's kind of like you're either here or you're not. You, mm-hmm. you have to decide. The truth of the matter is not everybody gets a choice on when they retire even. We're seeing many more instances, last 10 years even, and I've been in financial services for a lot longer than that, but we're seeing a lot more instances, I'm going to say within the last 10 years, of people who are retired did not choose to be retired. Mm-hmm. I think the, I don't know if it's the ethic or the practice or the tradition that if you work for the same company for a long period of time, you were secure. Unless the company totally folded, you're okay. And it wouldn't just kind of boot you out the door or, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Mm-hmm. As many as, as two-thirds of the people who retired earlier than they wanted to say it was not by their choice. Maybe they had health problems or had to go on disability. Companies downsizing, or right now, mm-hmm. with the reorganization of companies, you see people being laid off. And even some of these big tech companies, you know, that were really, really strong are laying off lots of people. And if you were maybe not to your full retirement age or when you wanted to retire, being laid off in your late 60s, early 70s, it may be extremely difficult to find another job, at least at the same rate of pay that you were making before. Same rate of pay, benefits, mm-hmm. health insurance. And we also see large increase in the number of people who thought they would retire before age uh, 65, but they're hanging on until 65 so they can transition to Medicare. And individually purchased health insurance is very costly and sometimes subject to health underwriting, so you might not be able to even buy individual health insurance. People that can are hanging on to their jobs. People that would like to hang on to them a lot of times are getting laid off. And Joy mentioned the large tech companies. When they do it, they do it big. Yeah. You're talking about tens of thousands of employees being laid off. I read an article recently about office space occupancy in the Kansas City metro. And I believe it might have been focused even on downtown. But before pandemic, there was 95% occupancy of office space leased in the Kansas City area. Now it's like down to about 47%. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people either working from home or a lot of people not working. And maybe companies found out that, you know, Joe over there, we really didn't need him. Yeah. Or they they probably did because what I've what I've experienced in my lifetime working mm-hmm. for different companies whenever they've been bought by new companies and mm-hmm. restructured or whatever right size right size yes it's not that mm-hmm. oh there used to be four people doing these jobs now we're down to one because we really only needed one no they still need four people but now they're forcing one person to do the work of four other people. Yeah. But I did find it interesting in these statistics that the expected retirement age. Like if you surveyed all American workers, the median expected retirement age would be 65. Do you know what the actual 
median retirement ages? Only because you shared it with oh, me. Oh, yes, I know. Before we recorded today, 62. 62. So that means more people are retiring at 62 than at 65 or at 70. So that means that there's a lot of people who are now unemployed or forcibly retired. They were expecting to work a little bit longer. And if they resort to taking their Social Security benefits at 62, it's going to hurt them if they go back to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of them would, though, given a chance. And it's also going to permanently lower the amount of their Social Security benefits. It's probably going to lower the amount that they have in their retirement as well, because instead of waiting till 70 to start tapping into that money, now Mm. they have to do it at 62. And that's a, you know, instead of having it grow and adding to it for those eight years, now they have to start taking income from it eight years before they were Which cuts off to. the growth on the money you've already exactly. taken out. So exactly. It's not a not a winning proposition. So I hear people sometimes say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm a little too young to really worry about my retirement because, you know, I throw some money in my 401k, but uh, that's down the road. I don't, I don't plan on retiring until I'm like 70. Or some people, like you, I don't ever... <laughs> plan on retiring ever. But the truth of the matter is, is we don't always have control over that. Right. I'm going to add in back to what you were saying about people being terrified of what's going on with their retirement. I think that's partly because they don't know what else to do. That's true. They've got their money in a 401k or a brokerage account, and they really don't know how to solve for the problem of lifetime income. Yeah, because they're really focused. Hopefully they're focused on saving or participating in a 401, 403 or a pension plan if they still have one, and not interrupting it. There are a lot of people who have these plans, and they simply do not understand them. They're presented with a uh, list of investment choices, which are almost 100% mutual funds. They have to pick from them. They're usually given a, a list of which ones have performed best this year to date, maybe one year, three year, five, ten year, how long each mutual fund has been in existence, its average rate of return. But they're still guessing. A lot of times when one or two mutual funds are doing very well, you look at all, let's say there's a dozen of them doing well, you're going to find that if you really examine them, they all are holding the same stocks. Or the largest positions that they're holding in the stock market happen to be the same among the different funds, even though they might describe their objective differently. One might say we're focused on growth. Another one might say growth and income. Another one might say stable value. But if you look at them and look at what they're holding within the mutual fund, you're going to see the same companies over and over and over. If a company is flying high and doing well, even the stable value funds or the uh, ones that have income as far as their title, they'll be sneaking some of the money over into that in order to make their performance you know, work out or mm-hmm. look like it's working out. 401 managing companies, the ones that actually manage your 401k, are very, very highly likely to be owned by the purveyors of mutual funds. You know, before I started working on this radio show with you, I really had no clue about anything when it came to planning for retirement. I mean, the companies that I worked for had 401ks, and I, I at least was smart enough to join in on those, Right. you know, but I really had zero clue what I was doing. I was talking to friends or other people who were like, oh yeah, you should do this. Oh yeah, you should do that. Most of them really didn't have much more of a knowledge yeah. <laughs> than I did. 
And that's really true for most Americans. We just, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm sick, I'm going to go to the doctor because they know about health issues. If my car breaks down, I'm going to go to a mechanic because they know about car repair stuff, and right. car stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. I have a general knowledge of the human body. I have a general knowledge of my car, but I don't have the knowledge to really correct these type of situations. And I think it's the mm -hmm. same when it comes to our finances. Yeah. Most of us haven't been educated on it and we don't need to be necessarily. Uh -huh. That's why they need to come and talk to somebody like protecting your retirement because we have studied it. We have the extra knowledge. We do the continuing education. We are constantly checking on new products. That's why you go to an expert. Yeah, we've been uh, working at this for a long time. We enjoy it. We own the uh, financial choices that we recommend to people. We sure invite you, as we do in our commercials on the same stations, to give us a call, come in and visit. We don't care if you're wealthy or just want to be wealthy or whether you're secure in your retirement or want to be. You know, we have solutions in mind that maybe you've never been exposed to or told about, or you've heard negative connotations. Mm -hmm. And we know that happens. And we know that there are people in the financial services industry that never, ever bring up the advantages of fixed annuities. And we think that's pure and simple malpractice. Mm -hmm. If you're telling someone you're the certified financial professional or professional advisor, and you're going to manage their money and help them with retirement, and you totally ignore or put down the use of fixed annuities or lie about them, say they're loaded with fees, they're not. You're not, you're not acting in an ethical fashion. And the best interest of your client. Uh, fiduciary responsibility. Yeah. We really have three levels. We have suitability, best interest of the client, and fiduciary res mm -hmm. responsibility. So there are people that do a lot more in the fee-based realm that don't have as much responsibility as we do and we're just insurance licensed. Mm -hmm. When we say we want everyone to have a successful retirement journey, I think both of us truly believe that. We want everyone to have a successful retirement journey. Our phone number is 913-648-2700. Our website, protectingyourretirement.com. We hope you have a very happy, safe, and a wonderful holiday season. We'll see you next time on Protecting Your Retirement. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Your tight carols being sung by a choir And folks Dressed up like Eskimos